0: Welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get grimy! Yes, yuck. Let's do it. I can't wait to get all grimy this week.
1: (laughs) All icky gross. Mm -hmm.
0: Flora, uh, how was your week?
1: Well... I have a story. It's not, it's like work adjacent, I'd say. Um, All you nerds out there probably know that last Saturday, although when this comes out, it'll be like two Saturdays ago, but that's okay. Last Saturday was International Tabletop Day, where you just like play board games for an entire day. (laughs) Whoa. Um, Yeah, everybody knows that day. So You're really appealing to our
0: audience here. <laughs> yeah, really nailed so it. So I down. go to a,
1: a board game night every Saturday because what else would I do? Mm-hmm. And so I go there straight from work. I usually go to McDonald's and buy a Happy Meal and mm-hmm. get my National Geographic toy, and yeah. then I go and my work clothes and play board games till like ten o'clock at night. So last Saturday I went, and uh, it's shorts weather, my dudes. So I got my khaki shorts on Ooh. and my like high top boots. And I'm like kicking ass at work. So I um, went to tabletop game night and I was sitting down for a game and they're just like those regular like office chair type things. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Just like a regular chair. Mm. And I had my phone like in a my regular back chair? pocket.
0: Like a regular chair. But if the chair is regular, it's a regular mm. chair. Mhm. Okay. Mm-hmm, so you yeah. would say it would be a regular so I ha- chair. I would
1: I I mean if I had to name it, I would name it that. Yes, regular chair. Okay, so I'm sitting, okay, okay, <laughs> sitting in my sitting in my regular chair mm-hmm. and I have my phone which is very large nowadays in my back pocket which women's pants don't have. No. And so just so much of it was like out of my pocket that I guess it got stuck on, like, the outside, like, the back of the chair. You know how there's, like, regular chairs have that gap between, like, the back and the butt? Yeah,
0: in a regular chair. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So, my phone got caught on that, and so when I went to, like, scoot, I ripped my fucking pants. (laughs) 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 So, my fucking work shorts, I just literally broke out and, like, had (laughs) survived the work day, like, went and, like, to my hobby zone and my phone ripped the pocket, and then also my butt was exposed. I was, like, feeling it. I, like, didn't say anything to anybody, and I was just, like, feeling my butt, and I was like, is that my underwear? And then I realized it was my shirt, like, tucked in, and I was like, well, okay, my shirt is covering my butt, but I had a jacket on, so I just tied it around my waist and, like, literally didn't tell anybody anything. I just acted like it didn't happen, <laughs> even though my butt was out. Another one bites the dust. I know! What the Fuck, it's like the curse of the traveling pants. I don't understand. It really is.
0: I think these days you and I spend more time with jackets tied around our waist than actual full intact pants <laughs> on our bodies.
1: Seriously,
0: we should just be wearing jackets as our bottoms from now on.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe I need like a utility skirt or something. I don't know. Oh, a maybe utility that would just get skirt or more stuff. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Is that what they're called? I think it's essentially like a straight jacket, right? just for your legs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Not so good. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh,
1: yeah, another one bites the dust. So, how
0: uh how's your week? It's pretty good. Uh, today was my Friday, and Sick. I am on the cusp, looking down the barrel of Uh-oh. a 5-day vacation. Shut so, up the I'm fuck feeling up. pretty good.
1: Yeah. I'm feeling real nice right now.
0: I'm feeling huh, pretty that's good. that's weird. I
1: I have a 5-day vacation coming up, too. <gasps> huh.
0: Huh. 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 Hmm. What a coincidence.
1: Huh. Weird. Hmm. Huh. That's weird. That's odd.
0: I wonder what I'm going to do with those five full days.
1: I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do.
0: I don't either. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Do you want to talk about our animal of the week? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Give me one moment while I count. This is the 10th letter of the internet. <laughs>
1: Okay, I was like, why are we counting? I'm so nervous. It took me that
0: long to count to 10. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard. I also didn't mean to make you nervous. There's no reason oh. to be nervous. Uh, <laughs> today's scared. animal, actually this week's animal, is the jackalope. Just kidding. <gasps> That's a mythical creature. It's the jackal. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Amazing. Did you like my plot twist? I did because did I got I really you? excited
1: and was like, whoa,
0: we're going down that road. <laughs> we're going into mythical territory. Okay, I didn't realize that was there. Okay, this week's animal is the jackal. Uh, the are jackal. You familiar. It's a little dog thing. It is a little dog thing. You're right. That's it. That's all I had to say. Aw, end of the yeah. episode. Play the outro.
1: Bye. I got some more pants to ruin. Got places to be. Got (laughs) places
0: to be. to blow off my body. Regular chairs to (laughs) encounter. Uh, Yeah. So the jackal is, like you said, it's a dog-like creature. Uh, Domain: Kingdom, Phylum, Order, Family, Genus, Species. The genus is Canis, and that includes all dog-like creatures. That's like wolves, coyotes, jackals, domesticated dogs. All those guys fall in the Canis. Genus. So jackals are part of that. They are uh, omnivores and they're actually classified as what's known as opportunistic omnivores. So those guys (gasps) are, yeah, they're super uh, stealthy and cunning. And in fact, that's one of the things that people um, associate most closely with jackals is the phrase cunning. So we're talking about little sneaky pups this week. Uh, Let's see here. So Typically, when you're talking about a jackal, you're referring to anywhere between three to four species of jackal. So, um, <laughs> what an amazing sentence that was. Uh, <laughs> so, in particular, though, uh, what you're talking about are the golden or Asiatic jackal. These guys are found in Eastern okay. Europe all the way up through Southeast Asia. You're talking Ooh. about... The African golden wolf, which technically isn't a jackal, but it's sort of within the same (laughs) subfamily, and we'll get into that a little bit later, Uh, but those guys are found in northern and eastern Africa. You're talking about the black-backed and the side-striped jackals, and those guys are in southern and eastern Africa. So they're kind of found uh, typically oh. in Africa and south the La- Southeast Asia ranges, but they can be found in Europe, which we'll discuss a little bit later as well. Oh. So uh, I'm just, yeah.
1: like, <laughs> just <laughs> I guess that's because I was gonna be like, why it not just a coyote? But oh. I guess because it it's a good question. <laughs> it don't I don't live here. That's why it ain't.
0: Yeah, and uh, we're gonna discuss that a little bit later. I have a whole. section on that because i i too had the same question i was like what the hell's going on here yeah uh yeah so jackals tend to weigh between around 15 to 35 pounds they are approximately 34 to 37 inches long and that includes around a 12 to 14 inch tail so big boys got a big tail yeah uh additionally as far as height goes they're around uh one and a half to two feet tall so they're kinda small. Oh, typically they're a around the size. Man. Yeah, a little just a little little doggy boy. Uh typically <laughs> they're around the size of uh like a typical red fox. So if that gives you like a size comparison, okay. if not a little bit bigger. These guys live ten to twelve years and interestingly, they mate for life. They have one mate for life, which is kind of uncommon. Oh. Um so yeah, I thought that was really sweet. They have family values. <laughs> like all these other animals of sin out in nature so (laughs) Uh, these guys are truly the family matters of the animal kingdom call uh call reginald bell johnson
1: (laughs) he needs to know
0: (laughs) so um with these mates it's like a male female pair they are very territorial and they will both actively mark and defend their territory so they'll like pee on things and they'll like chase things away from it and all that fun stuff um in addition, they uh tend to have litters of between two to four pups after around a two month gestation, and um these Whoa, pups that's will like live crazy with the parents. short what I know right they're popping those bad boys out for real, I think Cook-a-bake I read it with something like, yeah, I think I read it with something like fifty to seventy two days is their gestation, which is like
1: Oh, my god,
0: I know that's like, on a time limit here. These guys are on a crunch. (laughs) Get them out. We need them out. Yeah, so the pups live with their parents, and both parents are um, equally invested in raising the young, which is, again, kind of rare. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. And that was something that I want to talk about that I think you and I throw around a lot, but maybe a lot of people don't necessarily, like, aren't that familiar with, is the concept of parental investment. Um, We talk about it a lot when we're discussing animals, especially – um, when you're discussing different species, because mm-hmm. it's an important thing to know, especially if you care for animals in like a zoological setting, because you need to know how how much help like the parents are actually going to give raising their young. So um, right parental investment just generally refers to that. And it tends to, uh, with a lot of animals, I'm not going to say all by any means, but most of the time the parental investment is skewed toward the female. She tends to be the one that not only gives birth to the young, but cares for them after they're born. Um, mm-hmm. again, that's not always the case. There are always exceptions, but for the most part, females tend to do most of that. So it is kind of, uh, interesting that especially like a cana species would have a- yeah. A mutual investment. I thought that was super cool. Um. Right. So as far as like the pup timeline go, because I'm interested in it and I'm sure you're all interested in it because they're super stinking cute. They're just like little farts me that pop out. them pups. Yeah. So these guys are born, like I said, after a two month gestation- and at ten days old, their eyes pop open.
1: So say so are they just like the size of like a fucking like orange or something? Like <laughs>
0: <a tiny laughs> they're pretty nugget. Yeah, they are just little nuggets and they're like eighty percent ears, ten percent nose, Ugh. and the other ten percent eyeballs. Ugh. And Ugh. then the rest of them Love is it. nothing. <laughs> it's so cute. So during this time they are staying in the thickets or holes where they're born and they tend to stay there for like mm. the first few weeks. Um, and both parents are very protective of them. And then around three weeks old, they start to venture outside of those holes and they start playing with their litter mates under um, parental guidance. So uh, <laughs> typically every two weeks, the mother will change the den sites. And this, again, just keeps them safe from predation, um, keeps things fresh. And during around the first two months, the parents, well, the the pups will suckle on the mother, but the both parents will regurgitate food. For the pup eat as well. Yeah. So I thought that was like crazy cool too. So they're just like out there eating bomb. Like bringing home the bacon. Literally. I don't think most doggy things do that. No. It's kind of weird. It's like a
1: birdie thing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What are you guys thinking? You ain't no bird. Uh, I ain't no bird? What the fuck? Yeah. And so um, at this point as they continue growing and getting bigger and stuff. They tend to venture out a little bit more. They tend to... Watch uh, more hunting activities from the parents. They play more Mm -hmm. with their litter mates, things like that. Um, In addition, some of the older litter mates, um, if there are new pups around or if they're living in kind of rare group of relatives, like a a group of jackals, then some Mm -hmm. of the older pups will like technically babysit the younger ones. So I was like, oh my God, this is a sitcom in the making. Um, But around (laughs) six months old, the pups will start hunting on their own. Um, They'll still stick around the parents uh, to be fed and groomed and like to play with them and stuff, but they will actively hunt on their own, which is pretty quick. Um, They're only six months old and they're out there just doing their own thing, just flying the coop, leaving the nest. I mean,
1: I was like very worthless, I'd say, when I was six months old, right?
0: Yeah, uh, I think... Well, I think I was a little – I had a little more worth than you did. But, yeah, I was pretty worthless as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you were a little bit better off. A little bit better. Um, So these guys, jackals, can live in a variety of habitats. They can live um, in open or wooded savannas. Um, Like I said, their range is pretty broad across Africa, Asia, and sometimes into Europe. So, um, you know, they're they're pretty sturdy and they're pretty well adapted to a lot of different environments, which is pretty cool.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But – On top of that, they, I guess the, like, different species of jackals are also, um, you know, found in different types of habitats. So, some are found in more, like, dense brush. Some are found in more open fields and things like that. So, there are minor variations there as far as their habitats. But their main predators um, that they have to watch out for are leopards, hyenas, and eagles. Oh! Yeah. So, not safe on land or from above. No, not so great, because
1: they're so little they can just get snatched.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so as far as their hunting methods go, uh, these guys are once again our favorite word: crepuscular. Woo! Yeah, which means what? <laughs> Active at dawn and duh. There it is. If nothing else from this podcast, I think I hope you guys have learned what crepuscular means. Because I swear we say it like every third episode.
1: Say it with me, everybody. They're active at dawn and dusk. We could do like a Dora the Explorer thing. Be like, what do you think it eats? And then we like pause for a minute and we're like, <laughs> you're right. It's an omnivore.
0: <laughs> How fucking annoying th- would that be? No, I think it fits our, our audience for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I mentioned that they were opportunistic omnivores and they cooperatively hunt. So they can hunt small to medium-sized mammals, uh, and and then they can also hunt things like reptiles, insects, uh, ground-dwelling birds. And then, as I mentioned, omnivores eat things besides meat, too. So they eat, like, fruits, berries, and grass as well. So they just kind of eat everything. Um, Right. But one really cool thing that they do and what that makes them so, like, cunning and opportunistic is they are really important scavengers. So they will scavenge kills made by larger carnivores and eat out of trash dumps. <laughs> so they're just like Same. garbage pups. <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> Ooh, tiny garbage boys.
0: They yeah, they'll just come up. They'll eat anything. They'll they have been known to eat decomposing or diseased flesh. And they're just like meh, don't bother me. Diseased flesh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just having a grand old. Where are I your day. standards? I don't think they have many. But, okay, but the standards are in the family values. It evens out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, I want to talk a little bit about the difference, like you asked, about, between jackals and yes. coyotes. So, Hit me with it. Like I said, Canis includes, the genus Canis includes jackals, coyotes, wolves, domestic dogs, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I actually mm-hmm. found on our favorite resource website out there, Wikipedia, uh a, oh. yeah a really helpful phylogenetic tree <laughs> so um sick yeah i would i would actually direct everyone to go look at it because it's that's
1: very well thought uh, out. i'm sorry that was sketched by some dirt bag and like <laughs> uploaded and has no sources because you know there's people who just make fake phylogenetic trees in their
0: fucking spare time it's true it was me i did it i sketched it i'm the asshole. <laughs> Uh, so um there are a lot of similarities, but it all comes down to the familial relationships and the common ancestor. So the side striped jackal and the black backed jackal are the most closely related ones. Um and then if you do decide you want to take a look at this phylogenetic tree, anyone who's listening <laughs> if that floats your boat, <laughs> um, you will see like the differences and the distances and relationships across the different species of jackal as well as wolves and coyotes and things like that. But as far as like physical appearances and behavior goes um wolves are typically found in mountainous regions uh coyotes are typically found where wolves are but they tend to be a lot more widespread so they're kind of like spread out all over whereas the wolves tend to be in like smaller Mm -hmm. regions but and the reason for this being that um wolves used to be very widespread like coyotes were but they were uh hunted extensively um uh, Almost to extinction. So that really limited their range quite a bit, and they're still recovering from that. So coyotes are found in North and Central America, but jackals are um, only found in Africa and Asia. So it's, again, ooh, kind of a habitat okay. difference. Um, and whereas yeah. coyotes are around twice the size of a jackal. So if you remember, jackals are oh. around the size of like a red fox. Coyotes are twice that size. Yeah. A wolf is around twice the size of a coyote and a lot heavier. Right. So it's yeah. like you got the jackal. You've got the jackal on steroids, and then you've got the beast mode jackal on double steroids as the wolf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. And I think um, some of my research I have came across, people had some confusion as far as where hyenas kind of fall in into that realm of things, Ooh, but they're kind of their okay. own thing altogether, um, and they're not as closely related really at all to coyotes, wolves, and jackals as you might think. Um but yeah, okay. they're sort of their own little thing. Um, yeah. And does that help? Does that make any sense? Yes. Cool. 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 It does. It does. It does. Um, yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. But I would actually recommend that if anyone is interested, to take a look at phylogenetic trees. And if we haven't talked about those before, um, I think they're worth talking about a little bit because they're something that we use a lot, understanding yeah. a species. Um, and it's something that's really common in animal behavior and ecology and scientific communities. So, if you're interested in learning about animals, it's one of the best and easiest ways to like understand their relationships to one another. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, I guess if people are interested in that, we can talk about that in another episode or post more info on it. But I'm a big fan of those guys, <laughs> I think Love they're the super cool. Uh, they are. So, I think we've talked in the past as well about all animals and how they have intrinsic value, which just means that they deserve to live, you know, a carefree, worry-free life, and they, like, have value regardless of what that value is to us. So, um, beyond that, though, jackals do actually have a number of benefits to humans, um, which I wanted to talk about really quickly before we get into some of the threats that they're facing. So, okay. uh, The two main benefits that they have is first the scavenging role that they play. So they're super important scavengers in their habitats and that they eat carrion, which is dead carcasses. Um, Mm -hmm. But they also eat literal garbage. So no. they're like <laughs> they're literally the solution to like our growing trash epidemic. <laughs> Just <laughs>
1: let them loose. Some fucking jackals over here, man. Right? Come on, guys. If you can't recycle it, you gotta throw it out.
0: <laughs> Feed it to a jackal. And I guess
1: like the Just diseased meat like gets eaten so like i guess it's not just like hanging out being all diseased because they're just like i'm gonna chomp this down
0: right exactly it like it keeps other pests that might carry diseases at bay because they're eating the stuff that they would hang around um but they're also keeping <laughs> like the areas cleaner you know it's just someone's gotta do it golly um kind of strong stomachs no doubt dude i don't know i guess they do I mean, you just like not for me garbage <laughs> literal trash. they <laughs> little trash pups. <laughs> they are. They're truly trash dogs. I love them. Um, so kind of going off of that then, they also benefit agricultural societies and that they help control the population of rodents and legomorphs, which if anyone didn't Ooh. know, fancy word for bunnies. <laughs> Bunny wabbits. Little bun buns. Um, so yeah, if they're hanging around those areas – they are typically going to eat those smaller mammals that might be considered pests to farmers. so that's great um, and I think yeah. one thing that a common misconception is that um, jackals pose a threat to livestock but that's not mm. really the case um, too little. exactly they're pretty small they can if they work cooperatively with other group members they can take down things like a small antelope but again that's. That's kind of the extent. They're not going to necessarily be able to take right. down your cow. Um, and I think, unfortunately, that's one of the threats that they face, which I'll get into in a second. But generally speaking, they're, they're pretty good for um, that kind of coexistence with humans, as long as we respect their boundaries and they respect ours kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So getting into the conservation situation for jackals, do you have a guess yes. on what they are listed? Well, they're like garbage
1: boys, and there's mm-hmm. lots of garbage. hmm So I want to say that they're okay. Yeah, I you're totally you... right. Yeah. <gasps> Look at you. All right, We're so We're sustaining yes. them off of our filth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the only animal we've managed to, like, sustain. <laughs> uh, yeah, so jackals are listed as least concern. The reason being that they're a widespread species that can live in a wide variety of habitats. Um, And this is due to their omnivorous diet and their tolerance of like some of like the nastier places where people and other animals can't live, like dry, arid regions and stuff. So they're really sturdy. Like you said, they eat trash. So they've got a lot of places where they can do just fine. That being said, the um, researchers are finding that their populations are kind of steadily declining. It's not necessarily something that at this point is super concerning, but it is something that they are monitoring because it's like, if it continues along this trend, then it could be something that we need to, you know, take a look at and reevaluate. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's good. Uh, normally I think, what was it? The gharial you talked about kind of had a similar role in that they're like eating decomposing bodies and stuff, but unfortunately they were not doing so hot. So this is kind of a similar situation. But. Hopefully a little bit better outcome. Um, So some of the threats that they face are things that a lot of animals are facing, unfortunately. And that's kind of a common thread. A thread? A common thread. I think I meant to say thread and Trend trend
1: thread. Yep. I'm going to die. (laughs) We're going to invent a new language.
0: (laughs) A common thread. Uh, It's a common trend that you'll hear us talk about quite a bit. And unfortunately, it's something that almost all animals are subject to and that they're threatened by. But uh, things like industrialization, intensive agriculture, agriculture expansion, urbanization, which okay. involves human encroachment, on, or in, then contributes to habitat loss, and then the human-wildlife right. conflict. Additionally, since they do scavenge, they can be affected by poisoning, which we've talked about before, I think, with like falcons. Yes. Um, yeah. so if they're eating Carrie and they're eating the dead meat of an animal that potentially has some sort of poisoning in it, that effect is compounded within them and that in turn can kill them. So not I'm so good. i they're not
1: just like immune to like everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt.
1: I <laughs> is it like that? Like, you know, when like your kid's young and you want them to like play in the dirt so their like, immune system is better. Like a jackal's just like, here, pup, eat this dirty diaper so that you're like, you can eat that rotting dead thing over there
0: later. I love you, baby. Here's a diaper. (laughs) You'll
1: grow big and strong. I I, I'm gonna regurge it for you. I've already half digested
0: it just for you. (laughs) Exactly. I think it's truly like the epitome of that phrase. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. (laughs) They're really like taking that like to the edge, like pushing those down. Yeah. Yes. So as far as their human wildlife conflict, this comes in direct conjunction with their habitat loss and increasing urbanization and agriculture so the main conflict is that um a lot of people again believe jackals to be a danger to livestock and uh the poultry that they may be caring for as well which is more of a threat than the livestock like there's better chance they're going to go after your chicken than they are your cow but um Mm. that being said a lot of times what happens is the farmers in the area will automatically kill them thinking that they're pests. And so, um, yeah, it's unfortunately not great, um, but there are ways around it, and I think that's one of the biggest things that they're trying to do right now is just get education out there as far as how to peacefully coexist with jackals because they serve an important purpose, and they don't need to be shot just for looking at your chicken. <laughs> it's calm down, dude. <laughs> it's okay. It's going to be okay. I understand your livelihood is on it, but it's Okay. <laughs> Let um, him look. Let him look. He's just looking. So uh, as far as like what's being done to protect them, uh, essentially yes. what a lot of organizations and local communities are trying to do is to prevent uh, agricultural losses and to uh, set aside land for wildlife, For so like for these jackals to live. And mm-hmm. that essentially is directly addressing the human-wildlife conflict in a positive way. So they're not only trying to stop them from encroaching on their agriculture, but they're also trying to give them a place to go because you can't really have one without the other. So um, additionally, this has been helpful in diverting invasive jackals, which is becoming an issue in some areas, and which is why you're starting to see them uh, creep into Europe a little bit because they're somewhat of an invasive species there. And so this Uh is a great way to kind of head that off is to give them a place to be Um, And then it avoids any issues that you may run into. So, Mm -hmm. super important in that regard. But uh, on top of that, in India, uh, jackals are listed under the Sites Appendix, which we've talked about a couple times before. And they're listed under the Sites Appendix 3, which is essentially like the least concerned one. And that's just to... Basically, keep an eye on the control of pelts and tails from jackals, which is pretty uh-huh. rare in itself, but it's something that could pick up. And it's something that people are just, again, keeping a preemptive eye on, which is excellent. So, again, right. please don't, please don't buy animal skins or tails or faces or no, horns or teeth or you teeth want someone or buying organs. your skin
1: for fuck's sake?
0: I mean, maybe. <laughs>
1: I have, like, really valuable skin, so. (laughs) My skin is of the the utmost value.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, so um, this is kind of, like, a really nice success story here. Like, people are really taking interest, and I think, again, as it's one of those situations that as more education is, you know, given, educational materials are provided, and people understand how to peacefully coexist Mm -hmm. with them, they're taking actions to do so which is great, and it's sort of, like, heading off any potential future issues. Uh, So I thought that was really cool. Uh, In addition, um, jackals aren't necessarily something that you will see in North American zoos, which is pretty rare. Typically, North American zoos have a, you know, a pretty diverse collection, not to say they have all of them, but – Uh, it's, yeah, I couldn't really find one, so if anyone listening out there happens to know of a zoo in North America that has jackals, let us know, because I'd be super interested. Uh, but what I did see is that a lot of zoos in India house jackals, because they're native to that area. Uh, in addition, the, uh, German Nature Zoo has jackals, and in fact, I think in 2014 they had five jackal pups, which were the cutest things in the world, so please go look Mm -hmm. at them. It was amazing. (laughs) <laughs> and then I also wanted to give a shout out specifically to the Royal Burgers Zoo because they had an article on their website back from 2016. Uh, what?
1: I'm sorry. Did you say the Royal Burgers? No. <laughs> Is the zoo called Royal Burgers?
0: <laughs> yes. Look it up. Maybe it's pronounced differently and I'm just an uncultured swine.
1: Wow. Wow. It- Oh, no, that's McDonald's. I'm on the McDonald's <laughs> wiki. <laughs> what the fuck? Spawn. Sponsor us. Oh, wow. Royal Burgers. Yeah, I know. I was just wondering if, like, I was hearing you correctly.
0: Uh, it's literally called the
1: Royal Burgers Zoo. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, run by the Hamburglar and Ronald McDonald. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, back in 2016, they had an article on their website that they posted about the Golden Jackal. And, um, so at that zoo, they actually have two jackals that live there, but they, they observed a wild jackal for the first time in the Netherlands, which is where that zoo is. And they saw it, you know, like pretty close to the out, like the perimeter of their zoo, just like dooting around. So, um, they actually kind of explained like what they did in that situation. Um, they explained in the article, just some fun facts about the jackal you know, how invasive they are becoming to Europe and, like, how you should deal with migrants like this, which was awesome um, because I think it was a perfect opportunity for them to take a situation um, that is pretty common, again, in, like, farming um, areas in, like, Africa and Asia and really actually give information on, like, what to do because a lot of times it's just like, hey, this thing happened and there it was. Um, So I thought that was really cool. So shout out to them. I really liked it. Uh, I thought it was a really interesting way to handle that situation.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I made uh, fun of your zoo's name. You're a good zoo.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. Damn, it's probably like the Beuge. <laughs> I'm just like, it's the Royal Burger Zoo. <laughs> Royal Burger. <laughs> For God's sake. I also wanted to talk a little bit now about like jackals in popular culture. So oh, good. Because can I – okay, yeah, um, I have
1: been – So, whenever you talk about an animal, I always Google image search it so I can just stare into its eyes the whole time you're talking. Um, and can you just, if you just go to Google and you type in jackal, like, and then you go to the images, will you just, like, scroll down a little bit and just help me out with something that I'm, like, seeing? Uh, yeah. I'm on it. Okay. Okay. Let me know when you're there. Yeah, Um, I'm here. you're you're, You're gonna have to scroll down just, like, a little bit. Okay. And it's, on my computer, it's, like, the far left image... And it is a green man wearing blue underwear next to a leg. Uh, that's not... Oh, I see him! <laughs> so, um... I guess it's an action figure. Okay, sure.
0: But what's the leg bit? Mmm. <laughs> what's the leg bit? It's a great question. I don't
1: know! So if you click it, apparently his name is Jackal, so that might be spoiling your... Pop culture, a
0: little bit. No, nah, it's fine. Um, but, but is it why just is a these... size comparison?
1: I, honestly, because then when you click it, it, it shows a picture of the box and he's in there with the leg. Does his leg swap but out? Then, well, and then there's pictures of him flexing in different poses and then the leg is not featured. Mm. And it's like obviously not his leg, right? Like that leg is wearing a pair of pants and
0: he is pantsless. Yeah, it's also got a boot on it. It also yeah. looks like a right also, leg. And
1: the jackal's kind of scary, huh? He's like a green goblin. He's not anything like a little skinny dog boy.
0: Yeah. Um, hmm. Interesting. I think this is something we'll definitely share with our uh listeners.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it was just and one of the more alarming photos to come up.
0: <laughs> it's alarming, when I'm and it's for pictures. It's really pictures. not explained in the slightest. The good news is no. uh, it's in stock, so if anyone wants it, it's $16.33.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, it says customers who bought this also bought, and then there's like a picture of Spider-Man with a hand, and then a picture hmm. of some woman with a torso. So apparently, you're supposed to just buy bits of other boys when you're buying your boys. It doesn't make Do a see the woman? goddamn lick
0: of sense to me.
1: The woman with the torso is the scariest. It, oh, my God oh oh my oh my god okay i have to send you this right now look at his veins oh my god zoom in on this torso all right let's okay number here. one it has like a ball and socket joint it looks like a fucking amputee like it's really not that amputees there's anything wrong with them and they're scary i'm not saying that but this he doesn't have a head is my concern
0: Oh, that's not how a neck works.
1: Do you look at that vein on his neck?
0: It's bad.
1: Whoa, look at her third picture. Look at her arms. Who is this? (laughs) I
0: don't know. Marvel, what the hell are you doing?
1: Well, this is not my niche. Like, I don't know anything that's happening right now. I'm very afraid.
0: Someone needs to reel Marvel in. They've got too much power.
1: I'm sorry, that was such a tangent, but not really because it just started with that green goblin and <laughs> his fucking shoe that he's hanging out with, and I just don't understand. No, I don't get it. I don't know why they would ever do this. It's a non thing to do. I live, I live in a state of constant fear of this man and his boot, <laughs> and his right leg. It's a right leg. <laughs> it's a right. It's a whole right, and it's kind of like beefy, huh? That that thigh is like. Got some definite muscle to it. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Completely. Was this what you're going to talk about? This is the only
0: thing that features Jackals in media. Is no, this actually, I hadn't figured. even found this. So thank you. Oh great! <laughs> um, in case anyone's he curious, is. yeah, apparently there's a supervillain in the Marvel universe known as Jackal. He looks nothing like a Jackal, yeah, we... just so you know, and he's wearing blue panties. <laughs> Inexplicably, know he's a villain. I mean, he looks kind of mean.
1: Uh, that's true.
0: Look at his, his toenails. You know he's a villain. Uh, sick. They he his toenails.
1: <gasps> Ew, they're sharpened to a point. They
0: sure Yeah, are. he's a villain. I don't know. He's a villain. I think they just liked the name Jackal, and then they didn't bother doing any research about the animal, because this is nothing. No. This looks like a lizard he Batman. Looks... Yes,
1: I was going to say he's like a semi-aquatic Batman. Mm. Like I feel like if it's like, if Dracula and... The creature from the Black Lagoon had a baby, and then the, the, like they donated him to science or something. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We're
0: getting into Monster High territory
1: here, which, which is, is my High. favorite show. Okay, so like not Draculaura, but this is like fish gremlin jackal.
0: This is like, what's that guy's name?
1: Grackle. A gremlin Hill? jackal. Grackle.
0: Well, no. What was that guy? Oh. It was like Gil Fishman or something. What was his name? Yeah, Gil was the yes. Gil was he
1: was the son of the creature from the Black Lagoon, and that's why he wore a water tank on his head.
0: <laughs> what an idiot! If anyone hasn't watched that show, do it because it's incredible. <laughs> it's Florence my last favorite name?
1: show. Oh, Gillington Gil Weber. He's a lame oh. name. Unreal.
0: Yeah, I like. Oh, I like he's the a idea. river
1: monster. I'm sorry.
0: No, I like the Way idea of Going Monster High on this guy and coming up with a essentially a monster persona for him.
1: Oh yes. Um. So like, if he was at high school, he almost looks like maybe he'd be a jock. mm -hmm, Absolutely, but I feel like we should. But I kind of want to like flip the script and like, what if he was like a band geek?
0: Oh, he's just out there like blasting that tuba. He could. Well, I'm thinking he could play guitar with those toenails. (laughs) He could play five instruments at once.
1: (laughs) Who are we kidding? (laughs) And those ears, he can
0: hear every note that you're playing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, his smile makes him seem really enthusiastic too. So I've got to think that he's like very charismatic. We might need
1: to just make sure he wears the proper school uniform though. He seems like a little bit of a free baller. We might need to change
0: that. Yeah, I think those panties aren't going to do it. Plus he ain't got no (laughs) No. goddamn shoes on. (laughs)
1: No, 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 no. This is not even sanitary at this point.
0: Can we talk about the, uh, the concerning uh, chest-to-waist ratio he's got going on? <laughs> he seems like he's brittle because that waist is... <laughs> he seems like he spent the first 15 years of his life in a corset. <laughs> 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 Homie, be proud of yourself just the way you are. With your yeah. hideous, horrible, green skin, giant bat ears, and god-awful toenails.
1: What if that shoe is like his brother?
0: If the shoe is his brother?
1: (laughs) Like that whole leg. What if that's like a relative and they're like a package? Just the leg? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, look at him. He's anthropomorphized. Why can't we anthropomorphize this disembodied
0: (laughs) leg? This faceless leg. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get over that boot. Who wears a black boot with dark brown It's really (laughs) shiny. If you like zoom in on it, it's like the shiniest boot I've ever seen. I mean, it's a fashion faux pas for sure. This is
1: such a change I'm If I were this
0: grackle, I would just distance myself from this homie as much as I could. Stick to your your navy blue panties and leave it at that.
1: Yeah. Let him join the soccer team. You're fine on the band.
0: (laughs) Folks, stay tuned to our Instagram at Keeper underscore chat for the (laughs) revealing of our newest Monster High character. Also, (laughs) Monster High execs that are listening, sponsor us. (laughs) We've got Fucking golden material sponsor. for you. We've got Boot Man the and the grackle fan
1: fiction. Oh my god. I'm writing the fan fiction right now. Oh. There's gonna be... He's gonna have a crush on... I don't know. Maybe Draculaura or Frankie Stein. I don't know. Obviously, they're the coolest girls in one school. One of the main girls. Yeah. My, one of the... One of his uh, best ghoul friends. And... Uh, <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. He's the new kid in class, the new ghoul in school. <laughs> the Greco. <Grackle. laughs> this, this is a horrible wormhole we slipped into. I'm loving it. Yeah, we I did doubt that. anyone else is. That's so uh, true. Well, everything else back. I was going to talk about was just, like, not as cool now that we found that man. <laughs> <in> his <laughs> his I'm leg. i so sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. Um, so, I wanted to talk quickly about the Anubis oh that's way doper are you joking i think it's a i think it's a, the same level of dope oh you know what though okay hold on let me get this thought out and then we'll get back to the, <gasps> this tangent yeah yes. dude. so the anubis in case anyone wasn't aware is an ancient egyptian uh god essentially is what they refer yes. to it as um but it is a figure of a man just like a man's body with a jackal's head yes Got the head of a jackal, and he wears like a cool tunic, and he's got bare feet, yes. and he looks really cool. Uh, Anubis was the god of embalming and the dead, and the reason being, uh, jackals were commonly seen hanging around cemeteries, so the ancient Egyptians allegedly believed that they watched over the dead, but like uh, more than likely so they're just cool. eating the dead, you know? Yes, like wah, wah, not so, not quite. Uh, but yeah, Anubis was the god who helped to embalm Osiris after he was killed. Thus, Anubis yes. was the god who watched over the process of mummifying people when they died. And during the mummification ceremonies, priests often wore a mask of Anubis to, like, pay tribute to him. So, super cool. Uh, and I thought it was, like, actually interesting in that, like, the folklore sticks with the, like, natural species behavior of this, of this animal. <laughs> like, that's not always the case. Yes, they, like, observed it and they're like, hell yeah, like, this is dope. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Considering that, I don't know, if anyone listened to the horse episode last week, you'll all know that I recently finished a very small budget indie video game. <sighs> Notice, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. There was an enemy called the Anubis. And they just, like, were super cool. And they literally had that. They were just, like, a floating, like, mummy man with, like, a jackal head. And they just, like, blew fire at you. And they, like, mirrored your, Fuck. your, your movements and stuff. And they were, like, killed by fire. I'm not saying that you should do that Ugh. with jackals or anything, but any yeah, it was sick. Uh,
1: well, in Assassin's Creed Origins, which is mm-hmm. the newest Assassin's Creed that came out, there is the trial of the gods events, and one of them is the trial of Anubis, and you have to kill Anubis. Holy crap! I mean, he—I don't think you're like killing him, but he's like massive, and he's like the size of the desert. And anyway, yeah, there's a lot of like ancient Egyptian and thus Anubis info in that video game.
0: Mm-hmm. That's super I cool. so
1: many things from video Games.
0: For real. <laughs> Honestly, my main source of information apart from Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. Uh, my Xbox and my Wikipedia. That's all I need. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool. Um, <laughs> on top of that, when I was it doing my cool. research, I came across a children's cartoon on YouTube called, and I feel like I'm going to butcher the name, but it's spelled Jataka? Jataka? Jataka tales. Sure. Um, but they have a number of them, and a lot of them involve a jackal. But the one that I found initially was called The Elephant and the Jackal, and it's like a story about them. It's like 10 minutes long or something. Um, and apparently they're like morality tales for children. But my favorite part was the tagline in the description, and it says, Every despot meets his doom. Oh! <laughs> I know! It's like, that's a little intense. Good God. I don't know if I would necessarily recommend this cartoon for its conservation message, right. but definitely for its entertainment value.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, That's check it out, also, folks.
1: Uh the quote on my
0: gravestone. Let's add that in, too. That's a good one. Every despot meets his doom. Mm. Jesus. Gave me chills, you know? Straight and then, the last but not least... I want to talk about the movie The Jackal. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to to do with jackals. I think the only thing it borrowed from the animal was its supposed cutting. But Richard Gere and Bruce Willis are in it, and since we're talking Bruce about Willis? looking like a thumb, yeah, like no one on this planet looks less like a thumb than Bruce Willis.
1: I'm sorry, I'm like in love with him, so I'm not even gonna let this fly right now. You know, honestly, it's
0: a bad thing. He just looks like a thumb. Look at any photo of him.
1: Fight you. <laughs> He's that man is a in uniform. Oh, I'm in love with him. I don't care what you say. Oh my god, we're going to watch this. I haven't seen this movie.
0: Is it good? I don't know. I've never seen it. Does it have, like, <laughs> good ratings? Not really. <laughs> Shit! He's yeah. got blonde hair. I mean, it's Bruce Willis and Richard Gere, man. He's got blonde hair. I love Bruce Willis. It's like bald thumb
1: and hairy thumb. Yeah, it doesn't have, like, super great. It's got, like, a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is typically bad.
0: I mean, mm, that's not bad. That's it could be worse. It could. It could be worse. Yeah. Uh, But back to what I really want to talk about. Um, Wouldn't the Anubis just make, like, the perfect Monster High character?
1: I was, okay, I was hoping you were going to go back to that. Like, yes. Like, our grackle is, like, the son of Anubis.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Because we already know Cleo de uh is obviously Egyptian. And then she has, like, her yes. cronies that hang around with her. I think there's, like, a dude that's a mummy, probably. I don't know. But the Anubis would totally oh, right. be, like, her, like, jock boyfriend, you know? Yes. Okay, I'm, like, making sure
1: that there isn't already, like, one. Let me get on the Monster High wiki. There's obviously. Neferimor,
0: who I feel like is named after Nefertiti. Oh, yeah, she sounds cool. She'd definitely be in that social. That social? This is the episode of me combining words that should never be combined. Okay, what are those even words that you, I don't even know what you were trying (laughs) to say. say. Social circle. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm just shortening it for brevity. Saving time. I saved a lot of time.
1: Um, I'm sorry. The Neferamore comes from the word Nevermore, which is the, obviously from the Raven. Oh! And uh, the Denial servants, because they have servants, dress mm-hmm. like Anubis.
0: Oh! There it
1: is. So, um, Cleo Denial and Neferamore, I guess, is one of the Denials? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't really tell. It's a Wolf. I mean, oh my god. Yeah, you guys just need to watch Monster High. If you're been to Monsters and High School.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're at all Monsters or High
0: School, it's worth it. <laughs> and really odd animation. It's on Netflix and it just like sucks you in. It really does. And I would argue that the Wikipedia uh, sucks you in more because it's I just know, extremely stuck. detailed. Gulia Yelps. Gulia Yelps. Uh, She's the daughter least of a favorite zombie. ghoul. Um, <laughs> her sister's name is Monica. That's It's so good. The entire show is just like pun after pun. It's incredible. Yeah, like, honestly, really the detail that goes into it is incredible. It's absurd. Like, there's a pun department. There has to be. There has to be. And all of their names are pun. Our favorite, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like I do know what our favorite ghoul is. <laughs> uh, um. His name is Nathan Rot. Yeah. Incredible. He's incredible. Nathan once you see his name, Scott. once you see his body, once you see his thing, you will know what You'll we're know talking all.
1: about. Cyclops. I mean, come on, Deuce Gorgon. He's the son of a fucking Gorgon. <laughs> Deuce Gorgon. <laughs> son uh, of a Gorgon. It's incredible. I just, yeah, this is a, this is a bet. Ba- we're gonna watch Monster High. Yeah. Manny Tar. He's the son of a Minotaur. He's a bullface.
0: Of course he is it's a It's
1: amazing. um yeah, so here's Nathan Rott. um Let me just give you his little dis- descriptor. Nathan Rott is a hybrid monster born from a zombie father and a unicorn mother, despite mm-hmm. being incredibly clumsy and prone to falling over, he always puts it on a smile and is incredibly friendly towards others.
0: What a guy! Aw, what a guy! God, also like did we mention that, that he has a uh, rainbow mohawk? And he wears, like, zombie rotting clothes. And half his face is rotting, and he also has a unicorn horn. <laughs> right. Right. So, if it's what you're thinking. Does,
1: <laughs> he does have the ability, he has healing abilities, uh, which come from his horn.
0: Mm, of course. Uh,
1: and, yeah, he speaks English, but and not <laughs> zombie, because that's a different language. Because Gulia Yelps only speaks zombie, and no one ever knows what she's fucking saying. I mean,
0: you don't. I do.
1: Oh, and like his action figure comes with a hat that has a hole in it, so you can put the hat over his (laughs) unicorn horn. I forgot that part. (laughs) Not that I've like shot for months or high action figures or anything at all. I never would do that. Except for that one time that
0: I did that. It's already been done, (laughs) it's been done. I can guarantee that the quickest way to discover our real identities is to go out on Halloween and see who is a grown ass adult dressed as a monster <laughs> because it's us. <laughs> like ding ding ding
1: ding ding, found you!
0: Yep, there it is, found us. Ugh. Whatever, I'm gonna be a right, grackle folks. and a
1: leg for Halloween. You can be the leg, and I'll be the grackle. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Perfect custom oh
1: cup, <laughs> Holy shit! End it in this. this is bad
0: i need to go lie down thank you everyone for joining us this week we hope you learned some cool stuff and had a good time chilling with us if you enjoyed this episode feel free to check out our instagram at keeper underscore chat we post fun pictures facts and links pertaining to our episodes and you can also find us on facebook at what was it at ask zookeeper chat at zookeeper chat there we go thank you uh if you want to submit a question or a comment that we will potentially read or address in upcoming episodes you can email us at keeperchat at gmail.com or you can hit us up on twitter at keeper underscore chat i think that's it right uh in addition did it thanks uh If you like this episode or any of our episodes, please recommend it to friends and family. That's the easiest way for us to get the word out. But you can find us on all major podcasting platforms. We're on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, just about everything that you use to listen to podcasts. You can find us there. In addition, if you enjoyed this episode and you feel like rating or reviewing us, we would definitely appreciate that. Um, You can do that on iTunes. But... Other than that, I think we're all set. Next week, Flora will present her animal of the week, which is K, the 11th yeah. letter of the internet. We're just breezing through, aren't we? I haven't
1: even picked it yet, so I don't even have hints. Maybe I'll post oh. hints later.
0: Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. As always, if you guys like this, great. If you didn't, I don't care. That's cool. Don't care. Have, bye. You're entitled to your opinions. Okay. <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> bye.